Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This podcast extra is part of your Slate Plus membership. Now it is time. If you're still here, you're a Slate Plus member. It's time for your exclusive bonus segment. We're going to talk about sports and comedy with a man who is an expert on, I think, both of those things. I'll be charitable. <laughs> Thank you. Um, over the weekend, HBO premiered a bizarre and quite funny 45-minute mockumentary called Seven Days in Hell. Andy Samberg starred as a drug-addicted, blonde-mulleted underwear impresario with a dramatic rise and fall from the top ranks of the game of tennis. It was um, strange and funny, I thought, in a way that comedies um, that have anything to do with sports rarely are. Um, I think maybe because it was so uh, weird. I don't know if that... I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it, so perhaps the comedy slash Andy Samberg expert can explain Hmm. to me what was different about about this well i I think it uh, you know sports is a little bit tricky for comedy because you are always aiming um at some level to entertain as many people as you can and if you're not a sports fan you're probably not going to watch this now that calculus changes a little when andy does stuff because andy uh, has a lot of different fans in a lot of different arenas he's got fans who came to him for his music or his lonely island videos that he does with his comedy partners, uh, Yorma Takone and, and Akiva. Um, and he's also got SNL fans, and he's got, hopefully, Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. He's got a lot of fans from a lot of different places, so this doing something like this makes more sense. But really, what it comes down to is, he thought this idea was funny, and he wrote it, uh, this guy named Murray Miller wrote it, who's a longtime friend of his, who's a hilarious guy. And in this case, I think that it, it because it has this, it has a real-life precedent, right? It's the Eisner 
a Mahout match from the from Wimbledon in, in 2010. Uh, did I pronounce Mahout right? Is that how you say it? I think um, you didn't pronounce Isner right. Isner? <laughs> Isner? You pronounced, you pronounced Mahout right. I got Mahout and yeah. blue Isner. All right, Isner Mahout. It's the it's for the precedent is the Isner Mahout match from uh, from Wimbledon and that was a story that like kind of transcended sports. It captured people's imagination. People who didn't care at all about tennis can understand whatever it was seventy to sixty eight or whatever the final was the final set. So um, I think that the the subject matter just is inherently funny. And then um, you know he's a he's the Agassi uh, sort of archetype is a funny character. The the sort of stiff upper lip Brit who, in this case, um, Kit Harrington plays his opponent, who's a, a Brit who's been like raised from youth to win Wimbledon and who has a almost zero level of intellectual ability. And so it's just funny characters in a funny situation. And, and hopefully that means that uh, it got a lot of fans from a lot, of, a lot of viewers from a lot of different angles. And I think it also tried to do the later Christopher Guest thing, more post Spinal Tap, best in show, where you try to be true to the form more than going for punchlines. There right. are gags, but if you said I watched it and laughed out loud a couple times, but enjoyed it the whole time, that's the effect it wants. It doesn't want to do anything to break with the documentary form it's mocking, and also we need to lose the phrase mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that, uh, that we need to lose that phrase mockumentary. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. It, it It's a very loving tribute to HBO um, sports documentaries to the sort of real sports model. It it nails all of those beats really well. It has, you know, appearances by John McEnroe and Serena Williams and a lot of, and Jim Lampley sort of playing a bizarre version of himself. The running joke with Lampley, which really made me laugh, is that he hates tennis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a completely out of nowhere uh, thing about Jim Lampley. It just keeps talking about how much he hates tennis. So it had a it had a like a very recognizable um, sort of precedent, which made it a lot more fun to watch than if it were just sort of willy nilly uh, mockumentary. So on Parks and Rec, you had a lot of athlete guest stars: um, Roy Hibbert, Deadlift Shrimp, for kind of two of the more notable ones. But the premises weren't like you know highly like sports based, like super specific knowledge required. So what was your thinking in just putting an athlete? in a scenario like why would you even think to do that in the first place um i well mostly because i love sports um but honestly the self-indulgence Roy- yeah it's a little bit self-indulgent <laughs> but like you know what ha- the the story behind hibbert is great um and it's that i got if i was in the writer's room we just finished a season of the show and we were sort of cleaning up some of the end of the season and i got a I, my assistant came in and said there's a guy on the phone named david falk mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, this is a strange coincidence that there's another person in the world who's calling me whose name is David Falk. So I went in and, and they said, hi, Mike, my name is David Falk. I'm a, I'm a sports agent. And I said, yes, I know who you are. You're Michael Jordan's agent. <laughs> I've heard of you. And um, Does he introduce himself as super agent David Falk? <laughs> I wish he did. That would be great. No, he was incredibly polite. And he said, listen, I represent this guy named Roy Hibbard. He's a, you know went to Georgetown and plays for the Pacers. And I said, yeah, yeah I, I know Roy. He's a professional basketball player, and uh, he said, "Listen, he loves your show, and he wants, and the show's set in Indiana, and he plays for the Pacers, and he wants to, he wants to know about like being on your show. Can I put him in touch with you?" And I said, "Absolutely." And so I got on the phone maybe the next day with Falk and Roy Hibbert, and he said, "Like, I love the show. I think it's really funny. I love Aziz Ansari. I love Amy Poehler. I want to be on the show." And I said, "Listen, you know, we just finished shooting this season, but..." 
yes, I can personally guarantee you that I will figure out a way to get you, Roy Hibbert, seven foot tall, seven foot two inch tall, whatever you are, uh, basketball player on my TV show. That's a no brainer. That's hilarious, especially since you play for the Pacers. So that's how it happened. And then we like we just kept coming up with different ways to use him and get him involved. And um, and then, uh, you know, Detlef Schrempf had been on the show earlier because um, we had needed a. Uh, a sort of celebrity for an episode Amy Poehler wrote called The Telethon, and we needed someone to come. And, uh, and Detlef Schrempf has always, has long been a favorite of mine, as any NBA fan from that era uh, would say. Um, probably a favorite player, um, both because of his name and because of his um, abilities. And he played for the Pacers, too, so we called him, and he was like, yeah, sounds good. Like, his kid played for UCLA, and he came down to L.A. all the time. And it was, it, like, sometimes these things just sort of happen, Um and in both of those cases, that's that was the that was the way it unfolded. Was it just sort of like, oh yeah, that sounds good, and it, then it happened. Um, the other kind of great sports moment uh, for those of us who loved Fire Joe Morgan um, was the law firm of <laughs> F Ward Dips Windshares Grit Babip Pakoda Vorp <laughs> and Eckstein. Did anyone else on the staff or any of the actors have any idea what? that was referring to well the other two got main player in fact the other three main writers of fire joe morgan dave king alan yang and matt murray were all writers on parks and rec by that point (laughs) so (laughs) so um yes those three guys uh in fact that really was matt murray's joke um i i love uh crazy law firm names Um, like i love it when monty python does it um, mouse, bat, follicle, goose, creature, ampazone, spawn, wap, caplet, loose liver, vendetta, and prang. It was wow, one, thank wow. You, was one uh, law firm. Actually, that's, that, that's an advertising firm. Um, but I love crazy law firms like Thomas Pynchon always has crazy law firm names. I love them. And at some point, that, that, that train started leaving the station, and Matt Murray was the one who came up with um, four dips, wind chairs. He, he came up with Babbitt, Bakota, Vorp, and Eckstein. That was his thing. And then we added four more of them when there was a, apparently a merger. Um, yeah, but that was like, that was a joke for about a hundred people. And, and jokes for a hundred people are great when they don't interfere with the rest of the show. Like as long as it's not like, you're not taking a huge, it's not a huge distraction. You know, the camera focused on the name of that law firm, for about one second before it panned off to the action. And if you don't know what those words mean, which is 99.9% of the people watching, you just think it's a law firm and you move on with your life and it doesn't affect you. But if you do know what those words mean, you go crazy and you tweet and that's what happened. And it was very fun to watch people um, react to that uh, after it aired. As an NPR guy, I liked your uh, Michael Silverblatt-esque uh, public <laughs> radio host, and that's a deep dive. Yeah. And his playing of the uh, Icelandic lesbian art collective. <laughs> They're terrible, I know, but they are They lesbians. are lesbians, yeah. Well, that was Dan Castellaneta. You know, we asked from The Simpsons, we asked him to do it, and he said, I think I want to do it as Michael Silverblatt. And I was like, you're, uh, you're Dan Castellaneta. You can do whatever you want. So, <laughs> you yeah. can take a KCRW <laughs> show with 12,000 listeners and just <laughs> blow it up? Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Well, that one definitely went over my head. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to have it explained. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask, um, finally, um, did you see the David Eckstein response, the the video I that did. was made? I did. Um, yeah. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play that clip now for our for our listeners. Have you or one of your loved ones been in an accident? 
Do you not understand the unwritten laws of baseball because no one has written them down? Do you want a lawyer who will answer your page within 48 hours? Well, now you can. Hi, I'm David Eckstein of BatBip, Pakoda, Vorp, and Eckstein, attorneys at law. Paul needs premier legal service. A lot of lawyers will throw statistics at you, like how many cases they've won or that they went to law school. Well, I have a number for you. Four. It's the number of chambers in the best law book money can buy. My heart. <laughs> Not bad. Well, what did you make of that? I loved it. For, it made me think several things. Number one, if I ever met David Eckstein, I think we'd be friends. Like, that guy's got a great sense of humor. And number two, you know, our beef with David Eckstein wasn't actually with David Eckstein. It was with the people who wrote about David Eckstein. Because the people who wrote about David Eckstein wrote exclusively that he was underrated. And they, when you write about someone being underrated five million times, they are by definition no longer underrated. <laughs> and so I was so happy that what he was going after in that video and whoever wrote it did a great job was that exact same thing. It was the, it was the cliches. It was, he was making fun of the cliches that were applied to him, which made me think he must be a really good dude who kind of gets it and understands what we were, that we weren't making fun of him. He was a Major League Baseball player. He was one of the 500 best baseball players in the entire world for a very long amount of time. That's an amazing accomplishment. It was really about, you know, it's, a, it's what we talk about when we talk about baseball. That's what we were going after. Much like Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler or Robert Loja or David Eckstein on the base paths, I would describe that performance as gritty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Sure, thank you, uh, so much for uh, coming on the show, and thank you, Slate Plus members, uh, for being Slate Plus members. We will be back uh, next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.